Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the two dregs in a Josh costume. Josh Demus Prime perfected. The lore ghost rider. The haver of weeks. The incandescent one. Josh Finney. Hello. Hi, Josh. Josh and Corey in the morning. Woo. Community reference for anyone who doesn't understand that. That was a request from uh, from Zhao. He uh, he asked if I would do that on an episode, and I told him I would. I would have to explain the reference, but I would do it. That's fine. I love it. Hi, Corey. Hi, Josh. How's it going? It's a great day. It's it's been a it's been a good week actually. Um, I mean, it's it's been a good week considered. if you're not a Brooklyn Nets fan. Yeah, well, it's a good it's a good week to be a Cleveland fan. So that's all I can be a Cleveland fan. It's a good week to be a Mavs fan. Also true. Also true. Also true. Great week to be a Seahawks fan. It's been fantastic. Look, the only person that's really having a bad week is Kyrie Irving right now. Well, I mean, Kyrie Irving did this to himself, so I have no sympathy. Fuck Kyrie. (laughs) Yeah, that this this whole thing, man. He's just like, uh, it's nuts. It's nice. I don't know. I'm glad he doesn't pay for the play for the Cavs anymore. Uh, dude, y'all, he left y'all right as he started getting like openly weird. Yeah, and it's well, just been like rapidly downhill like the last three years. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been it's been strange. It it, it has been it has been strange. Uh, Corey, this is the last week of our names contest. It it is it is. So last week, the Chroma Architect won. Chrome Architect won last week. So, as a recap, who are our winners that we've had, Corey? Uh, so far, it is. Um, hold on, I gotta, I gotta get into, get into my, gotta slide into my own DMs here. Ooh, um, <laughs> uh, we had. Shoot, who, who? Hold on, I, I, wrote I asked somewhere. a bad question. You did. Oh my gosh. Um, do, 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 do. I, I know Joasis won one week. Yes, Joasis won, and shoot, Josh, I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a oh, big I found blanket. it. I found it in Discord. Joasis won. We had Joasis win. We had Sammy win. All right, Sammy, and we had Chroma Architect win last week. So yes. Corey, give give me the final batch of names here. I I did. I get oh the names. The, I no, okay. So you you gotta you gotta pick uh you gotta pick a winner from these names here. Oh man. Okay. So we have we have the incandescent one. We have Josh Demus Prime perfected. We have two two dregs in a Josh costume. Okay, that's a little funny. I'm not gonna lie. That's it is pretty funny. Um, what were the other ones? I, I mean, know. I personally I love the pictures. Jolly Roger Juggernaut right here. Jolly Roger Juggernaut, yes. So, uh, I, I also know, like Josh, the one. I like the one that's here that just says Majestic Winnie, because <laughs> I it's it's just I'm imagining just the Star Horse noise. Yeah. Uh, which would be great if I liked horses at all and I wasn't absolutely terrified of them. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to sit on these. 
and sit on these and think about them throughout the show. Yeah, we'll announce a winner. And we are end. not going to forget again. Nope. For me to choose a winner. Nope. Not um, not this time. Before we move on, though, um, I I had made a quip a couple of weeks ago, both here and on Twitter, that if anybody submitted Top Gun names or My Hero Academia related names, I would love you forever. And Andre has gone above and beyond. Me, me and him talk frequently about My Hero Academia. We're, we're both huge fans. We have a whole thread Nerds. in Discord DMs every time a new chapter comes out. We're, we're talking <laughs> about My Hero Academia. Um, he submitted a few of these, and we weren't quite sure how to read them. But uh, he gave hero name. He gave a hero name, and then he described the quirk. So in My Hero your superhero power is described as a quirk because everybody on earth has a, has a power of some kind has a quirk. Um, so I'm going to, I wanted to read the three that Andre submitted. Um, I've already, I've already told him this. Uh, I have a couple emblems from the Halloween event uh, and from uh, some pin purchases that I've made that uh, I'm going to be sending Andre because I think that this was really cool and really creative. Um but the first one he uh, suggested was a uh, hero named the Stomper and the Quirk. When this hero springs into action, his legs heat up and he can slide, jump, and run much faster than usual. The longer he's in action, the more these things increase. So like a super speed power up. He said he tried to structure these based on uh, the way that uh, he thinks I play my hunter. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, the Cowboy. I think this may be my favorite of the three. Uh, when this hero takes aim, his falcon-like helmet glows and the eyes light up like a fiery sun. When he pulls out the gun on his hip, it gets engulfed in flames and he shoots a bullet that is pretty much a sun. The only downside is he can only do it once, so take aim and let her fly. Hmm. And of course, you know, if you're not catching the references, it's been Stompies, it's been Celestial Nighthawk, and now the Lightning Rod. When he's in battle, his moves are so fast and so quick, it's almost like thunderclaps. But when this hero really gets moving, he raises his hands and calls down a lightning strike, forming into a staff that moves so fast across battlefields, it almost seems like there's multiples. At the end of this madness, the hero leaps into the air and hurls the staff into the ground, turning it into an actual lightning rod. The hero stands in the storm, calm and collected. Of course, that is referencing my new all-time favorite super. A friendship with uh with mobius quiver ended friendship with uh <laughs> arc staff man i don't think i've taken off arc this entire season unless i've absolutely had to i think i've put on invis like twice for uh duality and that's it i have run pure arc since <sighs> andre thank you for thank you for putting those in i promised you i would get them red uh i, re I really really like that that, that that was that was enjoyable to me. Good and job, good job, Andre. Good job, Andre. And uh, I will I will get you your emblems this weekend. Expect uh, your maple syrup in the mail. Dude, I will do some unspeakable <laughs> things for some Canadian maple syrup right now. I'm excited, Josh, because I'm dude, dude. And Corey so, will not be with us next week. No, but I'm gonna have some maple syrup this weekend on my Mickey waffles. Oh, are are you going to Chef Mickey's though? No, uh, we we we're going to Cape May, just I mean, because it's it's closer to. There's there's worse places you could be going. Yeah, no, Chef Mickey's is like, it was, 
I'm gonna be honest with you. It was, it was full like five seconds after we <laughs> after we tried. That sounds to about make right. It. I mean, so like I, I I'm fine with because I we we always miss out on Chelsea and I've never I've never been able to take her there. We always end up over at like the Polynesian for breakfast. Mm. Or Ohana. we go to. Uh, I do I do like Ohana. We uh we tend to go to Konas. Mm. Um, you get that, I, that I, French Tonga toast. toast. That Gotta get Tonga, Tonga toast. toast, man. That uh, that was wild. Ray and I got that when we went last year, and I think both of us were just like, "Oh God!" Like I feel like I need a nap. And we went to Epcot afterwards, so of course we drank our way around Epcot. Of course. Well, Dude, look, at least you had enough stuff to absorb it. Absorb. That was you know fucking wild. I will never have a breakfast like that, and then proceed to drink like six beers ever again. Mm. Um. By I, the way, uh, by the way, I last need week... you to go get me a spicy waffle sandwich, though. Oh, already planned. Already planned. You know, I uh, also um, what was that? What was I? Oh, spicy waffle on the list. Also, the blue milk and the Ronto wrap and all. Oh, yeah. You know. You know, so I can't wait. We're going we're going uh, in February for Chelsea's birthday, and I'm very excited. Nice. Very, very excited. Um. So good time. So Corey will not be here next week. I don't. I don't know who's going to be the guest yet. I have TBD. TBD. I'll figure it out at some point this week. So, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's fine. Yeah, it'll be a. Fine. It'll be a nice surprise. Maybe it'll, Josh it'll, will do a it'll solo. Be a nice surprise. Um, somebody, whoever's the guest is going to have to have Discord <laughs> open on their computer because. I <laughs> um, <laughs> Corey, we had a uh, surprise. Oh, before we jump into the TWAB, though. Uh, Bungie has been sending me my things that I've ordered from them without giving me tracking numbers lately. So I just oh. like randomly have packages showing up from Bungie in my mailbox. Oh, well, um, I mean, I'm getting showing things, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting things I ordered like back in February, like February oh. and March. Ooh. Um, still waiting on my moments of triumph shirt, by the way. That's, uh, it's kind of wild that I ordered that in, like 10 months ago and still haven't gotten it. Um, I got my, I don't have it on me. Uh, I left it in the other room. I'll uh, make sure to bring it next week. But I got my Vow of the Disciple pin, and we were talking about the legendary campaign pins uh, a couple weeks ago. I got mine, and I think it was uh, Rush got his. Uh, it, came in a re- it came in a nice red box. It's not like the big felt clamshell box, but it is still like, it's still a nice box uh, that's pretty distinctly different. It has the legendary symbol on it. Well, this one has the raid symbol for Vow of the Disciple on it. Uh, Rolk's, like, wacky stone. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when you open it up, the, the pin is in there. It's a very nice pin. Like, this and the legendary campaign pin are probably, like, the two nicest non-seal pins that I've bought from Bungie. I bought some of the weapon pins, and they didn't... They aren't quite as nice as this. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're pretty, like... They're pretty decent quality. Like, they're, they're small because they're pins. But um, if the shipping wasn't so bad, I would be like, everybody needs to just like get their pins when they're ordered. Uh, it made me really happy that I did the dungeon pin, which I almost didn't do. I almost didn't order my duality one. Hmm. Good I'm thing really, you did, dude. I'm really glad that I did. But this is this is becoming a very expensive hobby because now <laughs> now not only do I have my seasonal seals, which I nine out of ten times I, I get them. I've only skipped a few. Now I want to get the raid ones. The legendary campaign ones, the dungeon ones. It this is a very expensive hot buying bungee rewards items is a very expensive thing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 frustrating. Um, so 
Uh, without further ado, though, shall we jump in? Should we do it, Corey? Let's let's jump into the twab. The twab. Sometimes on sometimes on Thursdays, like I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what my wife thinks when I do that every time. The twab. I just <laughs> wanted to see the look on her face. <laughs> oh, anyways, let's do this. Let's do the twab. Let's do the twab. All right. A uh, little bit of a beefy boy this week. wasn't really uh, wasn't really expecting this. Um. But yeah, it's kind of refreshing. Like we've had two decent ones back to back, and I hope that that trend continues um, in the coming months, but uh, or at least the coming weeks leading up to the next season, since we'll be taking Thanksgiving off. There's really only yeah. like three, maybe four twabs between now and the next season. Yeah. Um, but the sandbox. So we have the sandbox team here talking about changes to abilities because, as we all know, like abilities are running rampant. They are just gobsmackingly bad in the Crucible right now, especially, right? Like, that's why a lot of PvP players don't like being in there. It's completely dominated by abilities, and it's the exact opposite of what they stated they wanted to do with the 30th anniversary, uh, which was a, a renewed focus on gunplay. So we we have the, uh, the, the, the Sandbox team here. And I, I'm not gonna read. I'm not gonna read all this. It's it's a very long uh, explanation. Specifically, like there's some stuff dealing with you know their objectives and things like that. Um, some additional context you guys can read through that on your own. But um, <clears throat> the uptime of neutral game abilities has taken the spotlight as the most vocal pain point for our players, particularly in the Crucible. In the long term, we plan to do another holistic pass on the ability energy economy to bring outliers in line get our baseline closer to the 60-40 gunplay ability goal we had laid out previously for Crucible, and better enable PvE activities to challenge players while letting subclass fantasies shine through. To set expectations now, that is not what the Season 19 ability update is. Any large-scale ability energy economy tuning would be on a post-lightfall time frame, so we can include Strand in our review. So, think, like, anything major, you are probably looking at being about nine months away from now to set an expectation. Anything not covered in here dealing with abilities or, like, significant outliers, like, breaking the game, probably does not come until the summer update next year. So, just to set, and I would not even be shocked if it slipped to the, like, the August season release. Because they're probably going to want Strand to flourish on its own first before they start deciding to tinker with things. Um, for Season 19, the primary goal is to more closely normalize the power of our existing subclasses, giving us a more standard baseline we can use for future tuning. This is coming in the form of targeted updates to outliers on the high and low ends of light subclasses and stasis. So, solar. Um, particularly, uh, restoration has been a big outlier for, uh, for solar classes. Uh, restoration has proved to be too powerful for our current suite of activities and has been a particular pain point in high-level PvP. To that end, we are making small adjustment for restoration times one and a larger adjustment for times two to make sure that a careless player can still be punished by an opposing guardian or a particularly crafty PvE combatant. Restoration. Restoration 1 base healing rate has been reduced from 25 to 20 health per second, 40 health per second in PvE activities down from 50. Restoration times 2 base healing rate reduced from 40 to 32.5 health per second, 
65 health per second in PvE down from 80. It no longer stacks with healing rifts healing. The stronger heal over time value is prioritized and will stop the weaker heal over time from taking effect. Pause. This most notably is going to affect Laurel Splendor. That is what this is most notably going to affect. Because all of those insane invincible titan builds that we saw running around, this is where they stem from. Is from Laurel. Yeah. This is... Yeah. Tell me you're nerfing Laurel without telling me you're nerfing Laurel um, Right. <laughs> but I don't think that this is, like, a bad update, though. No. They're not nerfing... I mean, and it's worth noting, this is technically the second pass they've taken. Instead, now, instead of going directly at the exotic, they're going to go at the underlying um, ability that is tied to it. And I do think that, like, even the most ardent defenders of Laurelie will tell you, like, yeah, it's probably a little too overpowered, especially in PvP con uh, content. Um, PvE, I don't know if it really needed... I mean, I guess it did need a bit of a nerf because, again, Invincible Titan videos that we all saw for, like, four or five months there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think this is particularly egregious um, because they, they say here, Solar 3.0, one of our goals was to get persistent healing in a place where it felt valuable in high-level PvE. But with the updates to Resilience that released alongside Solar 3.0, Restoration has proved to be too powerful for our current suite. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I I have been somebody who's really prioritized resilience in my builds, whether I'm running solar or arc stasis. Like resilience is now what I have at the top. I have resilience, and I try to jack my mobility up as much as I can playing a hunter. Both of those have been amazing for me to get changes to. Um, I this is really solid. I think this is good. This is probably best for higher end content. Also, like. Yes, Laurel is probably still going to be a really good thing to run, especially if you don't need to, you know, there aren't really a whole lot of supers that Titans are running right now when it comes to certain raids. Like, when you're going up against Oryx, you're probably not running Thunder Crash, right? Um, and you only need one bubble, if you even need a bubble at that point, right? Like, Hammers, though, you can use to clear out entire sides in mm -hmm. Oryx or in Daughters, in Golgoroth, etc. Like, you um totems like you can be using them everywhere and it'll be really helpful mm -hmm. um i so i think that's like probably pretty good long term uh when i think when i think to most raid encounters like okay cool like if you're running lorely like you're probably not caring about your super too much anyways ultimately still a good move um Overall, we're content with the potency of Radiance and its place in the sandbox, but in its current state, the uptime has no meaningful drawbacks for making a few changes to the Solar Fragment Suites to reduce the uptime. Ember of Torches will get its Radiant base duration reduced from 10 to 8 seconds. Now applies a negative 10 discipline penalty when equipped. Uh, so I I may have to go and like fool with my build now. Um, Ember of Solace now provides a bonus 50% to Radiant Duration rather than a flat 5 seconds. This is consistent with, with its behavior with Restoration. Uh, here, here's the really big one that I want to address. Um, this is, I think, the most consequential of probably any of the changes here. Um, not just for Solar, but across the board that we're going to talk about. And that's uh, Knock Them Down, the aspect for Hunters. Um, I love running this aspect. It really plays into, like, my headshot fantasies um, when I run my scout rifles and my pulse rifles. Uh, this aspect does a lot of work, most of it being passive in the background. 
we're happy with its use as, as a neutral game tool to throw an absurd number of knives in target-rich environments. Its benefits to Gunslinger Supers are currently overloaded. In particular, the overlap in benefits between Deadshot and Marksman Golden Gun muddies their identities. The bonus duration on Deadshot resulted in a few too many 7th, 8th, and 14th column videos for our comfort. Um, we wanted to cement Deadshot Golden Gun as a tool for a hunter that wants to dive into the fray, whereas Marksman is for calmer shooters that want to wait for the perfect shot. We're splitting Knock'em Down's benefits more cleanly across the two Golden Gun variants. Deadshot will gain 15% damage resistance but lose its bonus duration, and Marksman will no longer provide bonus damage resistance while Knock'em Down is equipped. Totally healthy. While it's been refreshing to see Blade Barrage topping the PvE DPS charts, the base damage increase it received alongside Solar's launch in combination with Knock'em Down's bonus knives have pushed it above where we're comfortable with a burst damage super living. So we're bringing down the bonus Blade Barrage knife count from 5 to 3 per wave. Um, so uh, we already went over the Golden Gun changes. So Blade Barrage, bonus projectiles uh, reduced from 5 to 3 per group, now releases a total of 20 knives down from 24. Uh, that's a little frustrating. I can understand the burst damage, um, of it all, though, especially with how underwhelming Chaos Reach is currently, and how Nova, we're gonna talk about Nova Bomb here in just a second, um, how a lot of other burst supers really outside of, like, Thundercrash don't feel rewarding right now, um, and Thundercrash, I would argue, probably needs to be the most powerful burst super because of the danger you have to put yourself in to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, good changes across the board. Um, with Solar 3.0's release, we reduced the damage of Celestial Fire against enemy Guardians as a trade-off for increased long-range consistency, but that change resulted in close-range melee duels, uh, which is when both players lunge at each other, failing to end in a trade because base melee in combination with Celestial Fire only damages, only deals 190 damage. Um, so close-range melee damage has been increased from 90 to 100, um, and you are no longer disadvantaged. Um, if you have Celestial Fire and Auto Melee equipped. Huh. Gotta take a breath for a second. <laughs> Void. Uh, Void Overshields. <clears throat> Fixed an issue where the Overshield was only providing 25% PvE only damage resistance to the Overshield rather than the intended 50%. So, hey, cool. That's going to be a whole lot better. Um, Yay. Very excited for that. Um, I think everybody who runs the Void Overshields in general should be very excited about that, whether it's... This through, guy. Uh, yeah, whether it's uh, through through Corey's uh, Void Titan or through uh, Gry Falcon, the uh, new, uh, what you call it, Hunter Exotic. Uh, Void Walker is in a place we're pretty comfortable with across all modes, but Vo Vortex Nova Bomb currently doesn't feel like it has a meaningful enough benefit with its pull effect to make it a compelling choice over Cataclysm. Um... Players also frequently undershoot their intended target in the Crucible, especially if that target is moving quickly. We've made some targeted changes here, but we'll be keeping an eye on it going forward to make sure it's hitting the mark. So Vortex Nova Bomb increased uh, projectile speed by 21%, increased radius of the inward pool by 17%, and strength of the inward pool on impact by 20%. Cool. I like to use this one personally. Um, I'm aware that it's underwhelming, but... Uh, I don't know. I like the idea of just this giant, like, void bubble sucking in everything. Uh, Sentinel Titans, we are making a change to Shield Bash to make its suppression effect more consistent when the user impacts a fast-moving target in PvP. Uh, so reliability of applying suppression is increased. Cool. Great. Awesome. Uh, don't really think we need to address that. 
Um, with 3.0's release, we made significant changes to both Shadow Shot Super Variants. Yes, you did. Thank you very much. Uh, Deadfall received a larger pull on impact, and Mobius Quiver was reworked completely. We're happy with Mobius Quiver's hybrid burst debuff roll, but it's currently too good on one side of that roll. Boo! We want to push Quiver further away from Deadfall's roll as the long-duration debuff tool by reducing tether lifetime while simultaneously increasing the tether lifetime of Deadfall. So Deadfall is the single shot. It will uh, have a longer lifespan from 8 seconds to 12 seconds. Cool. We've been asking for that for a long time. Uh, Mobius Quiver, though, uh, tether anchor lifetime when triggered has been reduced from 8 to 6 seconds. I don't know if that's the right move. I think that they're going to disappear a little bit too quickly in uh, in Endgame, but maybe this will allow you to like use that burst damage in conjunction with uh, a Divinity Bubble, even with the buffs to Divinity co- or the nurse Divinity coming and whatnot. Um, I'm interested to see what happens there. Uh, yeah. Very interested to see what happens with this because um, I like the burst damage. I I was using the burst damage even with Divinity um, because it's just that good. But now there's so many other options that are just as good, if not better, yeah. compared with another debuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I think there's there's a lot of interesting combinations. I think this will mostly affect six person teams. So if you're running in a small team, I definitely still see you using uh, Deadfall. Um, but I'm interested. I'm I'm interested to try these changes out next season. Yeah. Um, but the biggest pain point that PvP players have been talking about in regards to abilities, this is the big one, and I'm glad they have a paragraph here to talk a little bit about it today. The elephant in the room. We know invisibility is a severe pain point in high-level PvP. We don't have any plans plans to announce today, but we are looking at longer-term solutions to address the difficulty encountering a full team of invisible Night Stalkers. We've made a few changes across uh, a few updates to make refreshing invisibility more punishing by implementing a radar ping loop to give victims a better understanding of where they may be attacked from, but we don't believe we've addressed the problem strongly enough. We are investigating additional solutions to make invisible players less frustrating to run into without compromising their elusive gameplay style. This is the correct answer. This is a correct answer. Um, I think that this is really, really difficult to deal with. Although I did find it hilarious how they nerfed Omnioculus and then immediately put uh, Griff Falcon in the game mm-hmm. where everybody gets overshields. <laughs> right. So now you have entire teams of invisible overshield Night Stalkers. The problem is made even worse. Um, I understand that it's a large reason why I have stayed away from trials this season. Um, I don't know if I'll get in there this season or not. Um, if I don't, then well, next season I'm gonna have to play an ungodly amount of trials to get all the guns I'm missing. But <sighs> gotta get them now. Gotta get them now. Really debating if I'm gonna go in there and try and earn that sidearm this season. Um, since it's just in the loot pool now. All right, arc. Uh, there is actually a lot here for ARC, but it's a lot of, like, smaller stuff. Um, they're still monitoring feedback on ARC. We haven't even gotten a full season. We've had, like, two months of ARC 3.0. Um, we've identified some obvious outliers, and we, we're going to address the largest of which, which is the Touch of Thunder Storm Grenades for the Titan. <laughs> our, inti- our intention with this aspect was to lean hard into Striker as the Titan's grenade-centric class, echoing Code of the Earthshaker's role, and for the Storm Grenade to be used to force bunkered players to move when a Storm Grenade was approaching. It's pretty clear from the feedback in the Crucible that these linger in the world too long and are difficult to read from the target's perspective. Yes, I ran into a full team of this last night, and it was super frustrating. 
Um, to address this, we've reduced the enhanced Storm Grenade's base lifetime, as well as the benefit it receives from Spark of Magnitude. We're also making changes to Friend or Foe Ring that travels along the ground to improve its readability during combat, and adding a visual layer to the Roaming Storm to help players identify whether the grenade is friendly or dangerous. So, um, base duration of the Roaming Storm Grenade is reduced from 5 to 4 seconds. The bonus lifetime granted by Spark of Magnitude is reduced from 2 seconds to 1.5 seconds. Um, I don't know how much this is really going to do. Um, these are really oppressive, and I imagine that it's only infuriating when you, or it's even more infuriating, I guess I should say, when you're playing 3v3. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty annoying just playing against it in, you know, Mayhem or in uh, Control the other night, so I can't possibly imagine this. Uh, sticking with Striker, Ballistic Slam is performing well in the Crucible, but is short of the mark in PvE. So Ballistic Slam damage increased in PvE by 16%. Ooh. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know if anybody's really going to be taking off uh, Thunder yeah. Crash. No, that, but, Nobody's, uh, no, no. The answer is no, Josh. I'm going to ta- tell you right uh, now. Something that I'm very excited about, uh, Tempest Strike, which is the uh, one of the sliding... Uh, arc super or uh, arc melees for hunters um which i like and i use uh increased tempest strike damage against bbe combatants by 30 percent. hell yeah let's go um all right <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> arc 3.0 for warlocks uh we've received a lot of feedback about stormcaller's potency across pve and pvp primarily they didn't have a place in high level pve especially when the trade-off is giving up child of the old gods a bleak watcher or a well of radiance we agree and are making a series of targeted changes to stormcaller to increase their potency some of which will also increase viability in pvp um arc soul increased base damage versus pve combatants from 35 to 60 chrome architect was pointing this out in the in the discord earlier this is going to be absolutely filthy with the rapid fire on it Yep. Uh, I am very, very excited. Uh, this is the change coming in Season 19. We're swinging hard on Arc Souls a lot harder. We'll be keeping an eye on these once players get their hands on them, but we're okay if Arc Souls have some time in the sun. Boom. Awesome. Let's do it. I love when people park pop, pop an Arc Soul around me in higher-end PvE content. I love it so much. Um, and then uh, the you know you've got the supercharged arc soul on top of that when you're amplified uh, it's going to be disgusting. Um, and then ball lightning uh, increased travel range travel range from 27.5 meters to 35 meters and chain lightning increased damage against PVE combatants by 50 percent uh, to help with some of those melee abilities also. Um, man, and then chaos reach uh, the base cooldown time has been reduced by almost two minutes from nine sixteen to seven thirty five. Um, our ability ecosystem has changed. We're more comfortable shifting these base cooldowns to make it a more competitive option, sitting alongside other one off options like silence and squall and blade barrage, uh, both of which are two of the fastest uptime damage supers. Um, all right, stasis. Rest assured, we do not have any intention of returning Stasis to the original potency of Beyond Light's launch, but there are elements of Stasis that we swung very hard at way back in Update 3.2 and 3.4 that have fallen behind. For reference, we're in like 6.2 now. Yeah. um, That have fallen behind our current sandbox power bar. Uh, With Season 19 and Beyond, we want to reassess the role of Stasis in the sandbox. These are the changes we feel we can safely make right now, but we'll be continually evaluating. Uh, Stasis Slow. 
Increased movement speed penalty while slowed by 10%. Whew. Um, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, I feel like the slow was definitely still working, but okay. Um, cold snap grenades. Cold snap seekers can now adjust trajectory for 0.5 seconds after creation rather than immediately finding a target and traveling towards their last known position. Um, and they specifically say, while things like osteomancy gloves help solve the problem, cold snap fails to find even slow-moving targets often enough that we feel like a change was necessary. Uh, they are specifically watching this in PvP because they don't want it to creep too much. Yeah. Totally understand this may be one of those things like, hey, we're going to buff this significantly in PvE, but we're going to have to nerf it in PvP a little bit. Um, one of my one of my friends, Phil, likes to run these a lot. Uh, you know, Phil plays John and I a lot. He likes to run Stasis on his Warlock. All, runs Osseomancy Gloves a lot. So excited to see how he feels about this change. Uh, Dusk Field Grenades. We don't feel like it punishes players in its area of effect to fail to relocate quickly enough. Okay. Disagree, but okay. Uh, increased slow stack application rate on players by 13%. Man, that is... Uh, that's that with the new 10% uh, extra pun penalty to movement. That's going to be rough. Like that thing's going to pop and you immediately are going to have to move. Yeah. You can't even hesitate for a, a split second. I, I like that, but I also like really hate that when I think about the uh, stasis gloves that I can't really use as much anymore uh, because of dusk field grenades. <laughs> um. Due to its potency at launch, Stasis had a significant number of single fragment art, uh, slot aspects, particularly on Revenant Hunter. We took this opportunity to review the single slot aspect, Stasis aspects across Revenant Hunter and Behemoth Titan and found a couple of them didn't make sense in the current sandbox. Uh, Winter Shroud and cryo, uh, Cryoclasm uh, for the Hunter and Titan, respectfully, uh, will be increased from one to two slots on each. Very excited. If I remember my build correctly off the top of my head, I believe I've been running Winter Shroud on my Revenant since the day it came out, so I'm very excited to have another aspect slot. Very excited. Um, Shadebinder is in a good place, uh, but Glacial Harvest feels like a hard choice to make over Ice Flare Bolts, Bleak Watcher, and Frost Pulse. Um, so, uh, cooldown is reduced by 33% um, from 15 to 10 seconds per 6 shards. Uh, so, cool and then um whisper of rendering fragment for the shade binder was intended to be a tool you could use to make uh conversion easier but the current sandbox requiring a kinetic primary to be equipped felt too restrictive so we're making this work on all primary weapons so whisper of rendering now provides bonus damage to stasis crystals and frozen targets for all primary ammo weapons rather than just kinetic primary ammo weapons all right we're done that's it. That's every ability change coming in Season 19. That is, I, I think that's a fairly healthy pass. This is really the first major pass we've got with most of these post 3.0. Um, there's obviously still going to be some major outliers. Like, they didn't address all the pain points. And, I mean, specifically Invisible Hunters, that's going to be a little bit rougher. Maybe that's done in time for, like, mid-next season. I would really hope that they have something secretly up their sleeve if the comp rework really is coming in Season 19 like we've been promised for a while. Mm -hmm. um, because otherwise, man, that playlist is going to be... Un it's going to be like Trials. It's going to be unplayable. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's something that can really wait until Lightfall and like needs some sort of urgency. Like PvP in general needs a lot of urgency around it, but I think specifically like they're not doing themselves any favors with some of these abilities that they're giving out. 
but I also agree with them that you can't go yanking invisibility away because that takes away the entire purpose of the Night Stalker class. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very tricky situation. Um, as much as I resent having an entire class built around invisibility, if you're going to build a whole class around it, let me just use it, you know? Um, yeah. Everybody else gets to go crazy with their power fantasies, and, well, ours ruins everybody's day in PvP, unfortunately. Um, yeah, stop ruining everybody's day. Man, I don't know. I I don't know how you begin to bring that in line. Like it's amazing as a PVE as a PVE power fantasy. Amazing. I don't know how you begin to balance that for PVP though, and I think that's going to be something they struggle with from now until the game is done. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about something more positive though for you. Positivity. New dungeon. Who dis? Yeah. New dungeon is on the way, and they don't have any details to share with us. But December 9th. At 9 a.m. Pacific, the first Friday of the next season is when the next dungeon is dropping. Yeah. Pretty much what we all expected. Um, No hints here as to what it might be, so I'm very curious to see how this goes. Um, We've had some theories on what it could be. This most prevailing theory seems to be that it's either going to be tied to the season, which, I mean, okay, that would be just like duality, or that it is uh, we're hunting Aramis. Yeah. And uh, all I got to say is if we're really hunting down Aramis for some reason, then uh, we better be going back to the Deep Stone Crypt. Yeah. Uh, you can vote on a new Trials map. Uh, November 7th, uh, players who receive Bungie emails will be able to vote for the map they want to see in the upcoming Trials lab rotation between Anomaly, Cauldron, and Pacifica. Holy shit. Hmm. Holy bad maps, Batman. <laughs> um, I don't want to... Pacifica, Maybe. I don't want to play Cauldron or Anomaly on Trials. Yeah, no. Pass. Um, that Maybe that's the weekend that I decide to like just torture myself and try to go earn my sidearm that is underwhelming, but I want don't, it anyway. Don't do it, Josh. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, bungee bounties are going on. Y'all can look. At the, I don't give a shit about bungee bounties. Y'all can look at the schedules here. Uh, like stealing candy from a space grandma. There's some bungee rewards. Uh, so I was bemoaning that I have too many things I need to purchase coming up. Um, Space really cool, Grandma. Really cool festival, The Lost Art. I love this uh, Ghost Rider seal that somebody made as like a cover for their fireplace. Oh, wow. This thing looks rad. I love this. I absolutely love this. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's the, cool looking. The pumpkin that's been carved for The Witness. Yeah. Uh also what there's a there's some wild shit here uh somebody uh, handcrafted some of the masks from festival of the lost yeah there's there's some absolutely wild shit here um i always like seeing things like this yeah uh the star horse uh with telesto riding it the headless star horseman incredible it's just some, some great stuff here uh highly encourage you looking through it um (laughs) there's there's some funny ones in here there's some serious ones in here um headless ones engrams uh yeah there's some pretty cool ones there's some really fun things here um (laughs) we have some console updates here so let's 
like about the first one. Heads up for PS5 players. We've noticed a notable number of PS5 players playing the PS4 version of Destiny 2 on their current gen console. Hmm. Um, so that's funny. It's pretty bad that they have to have a FAQ page to teach you how to download the PS5 version. Right. Um, and then speaking of consoles, while we're talking about the Destiny 2 experience on consoles, we got another update from the team on some changes. We want players to know are playing on that are playing on previous generations of PlayStation and Xbox systems to be aware of. Here's what you need to know about what's changing when Lightfall releases on February 28th, 2023. This was not the announcement I was expecting. And I like I can't believe I baited myself before reading the next <sighs> sentence. I wish I wish they were saying that Lightfall was the end. <laughs> was I the really end. wish they were saying and like gave you like a full year and a half warning. Uh, we have modified textures on PS4, PS4 Pro, Xbox One, and Xbox One X to reduce their memory footprint with minimal quality degradation. Uh, you look at these images. There's very little that I can tell changed. Like, well, this first one, this first twist. one where they're standing in front of the in and in, in the enclave, like the fog, like the dust fog is gone. Yeah, uh, I wasn't even aware that was a thing on older consoles. Okay, like I can't tell the difference. Uh, that's yeah, I can't I can't tell the difference in the Throne World one, and then uh, the Dreaming City one. I mean, okay, it's it's a little like. The shadows are a little darker, I guess. Like, there's just, there's not a lot here. There's not a lot here that I'm, like, noticing as, like, major changes. But here's the note at the end. The bane of Cory and I's existence. This change will help us to keep creating new content for PS4, PS4 Pro, Xbox One, and Xbox One X. God damn it. Here's the thing. I'm of the, I'm of the point. Get me away from these consoles. I'm, I'm of, I'm of the thought that this game is just going to release on those consoles until the final shape is over. I, I, th- yeah, I think that they, this is like a stopgap measure to get them through the campaign of the final shape. Yeah. I don't know. Like I imagine that the seasonal content will also release, but if there is not some sort of announcement next year with the light, with the final shape reveal saying, mm-hmm. Hey, we're giving you a warning. Now you've got like a year and a half to get these consoles that have been out for three years now. Right. Um, I don't know what to tell you because we're approaching like by the time that they finally make the change over, we're going to be approaching next gen. Right. And I just like, I cannot imagine like, I I'm just, I'm picturing Jim Ryan just like head in his hands. Can't believe that he made this big speech about, we believe in generations and he's trying to tell his newest studio. No, please don't take that literally. Right. Please, please believe in the PlayStation 5 and leave behind the base console that was designed in like 2011. Yeah. Did you, by the way, side tangent, did you see that chart for uh, God of War that came out that explained like all the differences between the consoles and like what they run at and stuff? I did. Please like give me, if you have a ton of options like that in the future, please make me an infographic like that because I really like that. Yeah, but it was just like it was funny because base PS4 it said targeting, <laughs> targeting thirty frames a second. Oof. Yeah, I uh, man, this is one of those situations. Like, yeah, it was cross gen, but should it have been? Um, I kind of felt yeah. the same way about Horizon and Gran Turismo. Also, it was like, huh? So Ratchet and Clank and Returnal were PS5 only. Right. Demon Souls was PS5 only, but these three games are all gonna be cross-gen right huh okay i want to know how that decision came to be i want to know i like money 
No, I get I get that part, but I mean, like, I st- I still don't understand like why Ratchet and Clank is is a PS5 exclusive because all those warp portals are like staged. I dude, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it's not like you can do it. I mean, it's it's only in specific points of the game. Like, it's a very pretty game, but like, you know, whatever. That's I don't know. Different podcast. I have I, I have like nothing positive to say about that, so I'm just gonna keep my opinions to myself. Josh, you don't keep your opinions to yourself. I don't. I should, but I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're not known for that. I think that about does it for the twab this week. I think the twab. Yeah, I, I think I think we're done. Um, I don't really have anything else to uh, contribute. There's a horrifying callus pumpkin down here. Yeah, I saw it. Um, that's it's gonna haunt going, my nightmares for a while. Yeah, that's gonna haunt my nightmares. Um, the Sabathun mask with the uh, trash can is pretty great. Um, yeah. and they put the seal down there again? Question mark. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean. They want you to know that seal exists, Josh. They want you to know that seal exists. They're like, God damn it, go earn this seal. Be <laughs> they like said, Josh please and... play, please play our event. <laughs> please play Festival of the Lost, which, uh, man, that guy at Tower Casuals hasn't complained about it as much this year. So it's, 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 this is actually kind of the perfect segue. I, I want to I wanna take some time to talk about Festival of the Lost. Uh, I was gone the first week. I hadn't really played a whole lot last week. I played a lot of Festival of the Lost the last couple of days. Holy shit, is there a worse event in Destiny? Is there a current worse event in Destiny? Currently, no. Because I fail to see how Guardian Games, Solstice, or Bacon Cookies is worse than this fucking event. Um, And I want to be really clear, I don't think the event itself is bad. I think the Haunted Sectors are fun. I like Glint, but after hearing him talk the same dialogue for like 20, 25 runs, I'm ready to like smash his ghost shell. And leave Crow lightless. Hmm. Putting Ido and Drifter in there was a nice little touch this year. Um, I enjoyed that as well. And like the lore book reflects Ido as well. Uh, really enjoy all of that. But this was a conversation that uh, Zhao and I were having last night. While we were... Oh, I apologize for that really loud noise. Um, we were talking about this while we were running some of the Haunted Sectors. And... <laughs> Also running expeditions, so two insanely annoying activities that you have to do a million runs of for these seals. And we were discussing about how some of these requirements are just... I guess this isn't really like targeted Festival of the Lost. It's kind of targeted like across the board. How some of these seal requirements are absurd. Like, we get that you want us to do it across the whole season, but... For example, every season, there's always like a board that you have to upgrade, right? Right. There's usually like 21 slots, I think, on it. You can do like Something two or like three that. upgrades a week. Mm-hmm. You can do two or three upgrades a week, depending on when you unlock the things. I am begging you, Bungie, please stop making the currency used to upgrade that board. Please stop tying it to seasonal challenges. Or if you do tie it to seasonal challenges, please make them something that is not a gigantic pain in the ass to do. When I say make it not a gigantic pain in the ass to do, I mean like your bullshit of level three crafted weapons to level 10 from this season when everybody's already having a hard enough time getting those red borders to drop. And then you have another one that you didn't did no red flags went off, put two of those <laughs> weapons up to level 20. 
I would not mind these challenges if they were challenges that you put in because these should be season-long goals, not something you're putting in in week fucking 10 of a 15-week season. This should be something that is put in at the beginning of the season so you have the entire season to work towards it. And what on earth would you tie the currency for the board to these challenges? Now, to their credit, as belated as it was, they did change it to where you only had to do one weapon for each of those. Cool. Great. My sidearm was already there. I was automatically done. The bigger pain point for me is <sighs> challenges do not retroact- retroactively track. And when you look at most of us have been working on these seals all season and you have somebody like me who came in and was like, okay, so I got to get the final couple of reputes to be able to put on the board. Awesome. I'm going to bang these out. And I'm, oh, I'm going to go kill my ruffians at the same time, which the ruffian step we've already complained about plenty on here. It takes you mm, at bare minimum, it will take you about 25 runs. You can rig it to where you get three ruffians in an encounter, but you better have a fire team to do it. Because if you have randos, they're, you'll be lucky to get two. Right. So you're looking at somewhere between 25 and 50 runs right there just for that one step. And that is enough of any activity to make me never want to touch it again. <laughs> and yeah. on top of that, they come in week 10 of the season and say, hey, did you already do all your ruffians? You already do all your runs with your first mate? Well, fuck you. You get to go do some more. Do 15 more of expeditions or opening chests at the end of Master Catch Crashes to do this. Now, I don't know how the Master Catch Crash is counted. I don't know if it counts just if it counts one chest or if it counts all three of the bonus chests that you get. If it does count that, then that is by far the quicker route to go, especially if you do it this week with the particular boss that's up. That's probably the way to do it. But, man, it is torturous. This is torturous. These things are like 10 minutes a piece if you're doing the expeditions. Why on earth would you have a requirement that, and you have to do this to earn that seal, by the way. You have to do this. Right. That is absurd. If you're going to give me a goal like that, give it to me, like, I don't know, week five. Yeah. Like week four or five would be the time, especially if you're going to tie seasonal currency to it. I don't mind if you do it then. Right. I would still be mad about the seasonal currency being tied to it, but if you're going to do a challenge like that, do it then. Don't do it now. Don't do it at the end of the season when so many of us are already, we're already annoyed. You've got the PvP community on on edge. You've got the PvE community not too thrilled with you with some of the changes that are being made, and they just need to get over it, frankly, when it comes to things like Divinity. And then you've got the rest of us who are really upset about things like Festival of the Lost, we feel like the game's becoming more and more of a needless grind. There's not really any outlet for it right now. And then you come in with something like this. This, honestly, if I did not like buy, I was saying this last night, this is really sad. If I was not so determined to get the physical seal of this because I really like the design, this is something I would probably do in phases and like finish it up next season. Yeah. It's the one thing I have remaining. I have all my, my ruffians are all dead and I still have seven or eight of these things I got to go do. Yeah. And I just, man, I'm, I'm between this and the haunted sectors. I'm like losing my will to play the game right now. <laughs> and that's a really distressing place to be because like, I know that the answer for some people is just, Oh, throw out a podcast and do it. And like, 
man, that only gets me so far. I'm still doing this same activity over and over again with no benefit now. Right. I'm not getting anything out of this of note. This is awful. And then on top of that, you start run, you run out of map coordinates. Right. Guess what? You get to go run more regular catch crashes or more master catch crashes or whatever. Like it is a never ending cycle of bullshit. Like I, I mapped it out of how much I'm going to do each week for this so that I don't lose my sanity. That's <laughs> like as next week is Iron Banner week. I plan on playing some eruption. Right. I don't want to be wasting my time doing these stupid expeditions. Right. Why? I mean, why would you? Oh, man. It, it's it's a frustrating place to be at for a season that I think has such a cool aesthetic. And I love the design of the weapons. I love the armor. I like that it's kind of wacky. Like, we're doing pirate shit, man. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool, but, like... The idea feels so half-baked. Yeah. The story felt... I don't want to say, like, underwhelming. I think almost any seasonal story you do would feel underwhelming after the last two seasons. I think the, uh, the seasonal story for Risen was really short, but really impactful to the overall, like, universe that was pretty important. Yeah. You know, Saladin is working with them now. He saved Crow's life, you know. Um, and, you know, that effect that reached out to affect things like Iron Banner even, you know. Yeah. Um, you kind of felt the ripples across, you know, in the dialogue and the lore and everything else. I mean, yeah. I like the idea of, like, taking a break from that super serious story. I love, but no, if no, you're gonna, I, I love that. I just... If you're going to do it, don't half-bake it. Just give I think us the something expedition, that's super The expeditions are cool. I just don't there. like that you tied... You tied ruffians to it, and they're on a stupid invisible timer. So, which how would you know that if you're not online? Like, God help right. the people who aren't able to crank out two or three a match. I don't even want to think about how many there. I mean, I did so many of these without being able to get two because I didn't know for the longest time you could get two. Right. Like, I did a ton of these at the beginning of the season. I up until last night, I was at like 27 of these, and I'd probably done about 25, 26 expedition runs easily. Right. Easily. I had done, I had done plenty of them. I had done plenty of them without getting like the extra chests and stuff too. Like it's, I don't mind a season where we take a break. And I think this was kind of like narratively, probably the last point they're going to be able to do that between now and the final shape. Yeah. I just like catch crash is a cool activity. Could we have gotten another map for it though? Yeah. I mean, I understand reusing assets, but there had to have been some other assets we could use here. When that first started, I thought like, so I thought they were going to do like, okay, this week it's, it's this ship next right. week. It's this ship. And like, they would rotate after you got through all the bosses or all the captains, right? Like they would just start rotating. Them I, I feel like in a way, a little bit more was bit off than they could chew. Um, there's a lot of reskinning this season and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, we're reusing patrol areas that we haven't used in ages. Right. Right. We're reusing those areas. We're, using the interior of uh the shadow thief strike for god's sake for the catch crash right uh for a lot of it you know the only real new areas are like the outside of the ships yeah i think Which, like all, I, I don't i don't mind no like, no i i think it's a cool idea it's just and i admittedly i was having a lot of fun with it you know the first couple weeks of the season i thought we were getting hidden treasure maps i thought that was kind of cool and yeah. ultimately, like, we got just dog shit out of it. I think it would have been cooler if you like, oh, you got a special exotic ornament for doing all of these, you know? Yeah. Um, instead of just another sparrow that I'm just not going to use. I'm um, so tired of getting sparrows that I'm not going to use. Dude, sparrows and ghost shells. It's just like, stop giving these to me. Like, they're not cool half the time. It's just, it's really annoying. Um, I think there's, 
there's got to be a bigger talk about seasons. And I know we've got a question coming up tonight about um, seasonal, about like the seasonal events. Yeah. Like uh, for like Dawning and Guardian games and stuff like that. A core change to the way that seasons are done has got to be on the table for Lightfall. If it's not, I, I honestly don't know if I can do another full year of seasons in this rotation. Like, this was fine when these this was how you wanted to do seasons last year. We had three seasons in a row last year. Really four, if you go all the way back to the... Uh, well, Hunt, I guess there really wasn't a whole lot to it. Uh, that was more of the lure that was just really aggravating. But if you go all the way back to... I think Arrivals is where it started. Arrivals and even um, the Seraph Towers. I think Seraph Towers is really where it started. You had Seraph Towers, you had Arrivals, you had a break with Hunt, and then you had Chosen, Splicer, Lost, Risen, Haunted, and now Plunder. That right. is seven seasons in a row, at least, where we have had the exact same thing for upgrading the stupid chart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind if you do this occasionally. I really don't. But seven seasons in a row is a bit much. And just, we got to get a little bit more creative with how we do these activities. I think this season actually, like, I think the expeditions and the catch crash actually, like, kind of tackled that a little bit. And, like, you still had, like, the Pirate Lord missions, which were, like, little three-minute missions that you did. You know, and cool, it's reusing assets. Who fucking cares? Right. I didn't mind any of that. I think, like, all that was actually fine. And like expeditions, there's there's three expeditions. I think we probably would have benefited from having a fourth location. Um, and catch crash, if you had just done like an extra, like even one extra map, it would have helped significantly. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would have. Per- I mean, like I said, I I would have preferred them to like rotate like maybe three maps in for catch crash, but like even one extra would have done <laughs> wonders. I think. And like I think if you would have rotated in those extra maps, like you could have potentially gone and put those or something like that into the vanguard ops playlist mm-hmm. um i think that would have helped you out there because i mean the psyops battlegrounds are pretty clearly going to go into it um i don't mind these arena modes but i think like this year in particular like i understand that they're trying some different things um with risen doing battlegrounds again was kind of it was a slam dunk that was, i think that was a slam dunk for him because Oh, we get to run around with the wacky spear. We got like the a preview of like some of the ar- upcoming arc abilities, especially with the staff. Um, like that's that stuff is really cool. I really enjoyed that. And those three psyops are pretty clearly going to go into the rotate. I'd be very surprised if they didn't go into the rotation for Vanguard Ops. Mm-hmm. Haunted. I think most of us pretty much agree that the Leviathan was kind of a dud. Yeah, um, that the activity was because again, it's one of those things. Like, I don't think we minded it. We minded that we had to run it like seventy times. Oh my gosh! <sighs> like, I'm still yeah. missing. I'm still missing at least two weapon patterns that I would like to get from that season. And I like, just, I don't have the desire to do it. I looked through my vault and I was like, you know what? I have two decent rolls on these. I'm not even going to bother getting the crafted pattern. Like, I've, you know, I've complained about patterns enough on this show and they're taking some steps and I need to see how those play out before I complain anymore. But it's, it's been maddening. You know, I, as somebody who really hated Seraph towers, I can't believe that we had another public event activity. Like, being able to explore parts of the live was cool. And like, 
what saved last season for me was the sever activities was mm-hmm. the storyline like that kind of you know divided up the monotony of doing this stupid event but again you're in the castellum and it's the same thing and it's just it's mind-numbing it's mind-numbing it's awful i very much did not enjoy it i have looked for any excuse to not go back there even though i know moments of triumph is going to force me to and then this season it's like yeah this is a step up from last season but is that really saying a whole lot like these are probably the two weakest events that we've had i not even probably like easily since wrathborn hunts easily um yeah oh yeah awful um I mean, God, we had in, in a nine-month span, we had Wrathborn Hunts and we had Seraph Towers. So that Gross. was pretty rough. Seraph Ooh. Towers were... Man. Yeah. They were... <laughs> I think the only season that has done a public event where the public event was the main thing and we didn't all hate it was Arrivals. Yeah. I think that's well, it's because they, they gave us Wither Horde, and it was really cool to use in that event. Though. They gave us you, you gave us Wither Horde. You gave us Ruinous Effigy. Um, oh yeah, Ruinous Effigy was cool too. But it was one of those like it was an ultra long season, so I think like we all just kind of set it aside after like two months, and we were like, oh well, all the raids are going away. Like that's when we started playing with like uh, Nerd Generalist and Colonel Panic. That's mm-hmm. when we started playing with them a lot. Yeah. Um, and we were raiding all like I God, I think we were raiding like every night there for a couple of months, you know, doing all the old raids. Like I know Nerd and I were in there farming anarchy back in the day, you know. It took me like 15, 16 clears of fucking insurrection prime to get anarchy to drop. Right. Um like those those are things that I take with me. I like Wrathborn hunts, I didn't think about them. The second I was done with that season, I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not gonna think about these anymore. Right. And I feel the same way about Haunted. I don't necessarily feel the same way about Catch Crash and Expedition. It's just I've had to do so many of these now. Like, I still don't... Like, Catch Crash doesn't really bother me. But Expeditions, man, if I never saw another one of these again, it would be too soon. Yeah. Um, It's just... I think it's draining. Like, the loop is just... It's getting stale. I like the idea of having multiple activities in a season. Don't get me wrong. Like I think Splicer did that to really good effect with the overrides and the expunge. I think that those were fun. Um, you didn't feel pressured to do like a million expunges a week. You did your you did your one and you got out. And then oh, we introduced a heroic version of it. You did your heroic versions, you got out. Um, the expeditions I think would feel less grating if there was like a threshold of like, oh, you hit 50% on throwing in the treasure, boom, here's your ruffian. Here you go. Oh, we're going to drop a random champion on you while you're moving the payload? Boom, here's another one. Like, there are so many steps that could have been taken to make this less painful for everybody. And it's just like, it feels like an own goal here by Bungie. Right. Um, you know, we, we've, I, I think, you know, been, I, we've been very positive for how Bungie's handled seasons, but I think, like, coming with that positivity, you have to be willing to call out the bullshit, too. Yeah. And there's a lot of bullshit here. Yeah, it just... It feels stale at this it point. Feels, it feels stale, and, like, I don't... When I say stale, that does not mean that I think that the game is bad. No. It... I think the game is still very good. I still have a lot of fun playing it, but this season, which should have been a season that I was 
all over. It's pirate themed. It's got great music. It's got fun looking loot. It's I mean, got a the Drifter is today. like the narrator of the season. Drifter is doing and his spider? best Jack Sparrow impression. And Mithrax. It's got Mithrax Spider. We all fell in love with Ido. Like, the story content I maintain is good, even if it was a little bit lacking this season. Like, it's clearly building blocks for something else. We had the mystery of Nezarak come into play, like, finally starting to answer that question. It's just we're so burned out by the activities and by the, oh, my God, I won't even get this thing all the way upgraded until week 10. And it's like, by the time I hit, like, week 6 or 7, I'm on a countdown to week 10 so I can be done with this, get my seal and dip for a few weeks to play something else, to spend yeah. my energy elsewhere. Like, I I was telling Johnny, I says, I have a goal. Like, I have to get everything in this season done by November the 10th, by that morning, because I am playing God of War. When it releases that evening, when it unlocks globally that evening, I am playing God of War, and I'm not putting it down until I beat it. Right. I will not be playing Destiny once God of War is out. Right. Just straight up, I will wa probably wander back, like, at the end of this season, but I mean, like, I've got a Fortnite Battle Pass I'm working on, you know? I'm having a lot of fun unlocking Spider-Gwen. I got Modern Warfare last week. Like, I'm, despite yeah. all its issues, it's something different. Like, that's why I'm liking it so much. It's something different than what I normally play. Like, Yeah, I mean, I'm playing near near Automata right yeah, now. Yeah, you've been playing, uh, you know, near Automata. Um, Pokemon is coming out. You know, and a lot, I know a lot of people are excited for that. I'm going to be playing Crisis Core in December, like, don't lie, you're gonna play Sonic Frontiers. I I will be honest. If Ray was not joking with me so much about me buying Sonic Frontiers, which I'm not, by the way, if he wasn't constantly teasing me about that game, I genuinely would not know that it was coming out. <laughs> I have seen nobody talk about this game at all. Like, but I think that that's the other thing is like there's so there's so much media constantly competing for our attention, and like this is mm -hmm. a true vote with your wallet situation, like. I refuse to buy one of these event cards. I will not buy. Oh, I'm not. Card. I'm not buying event cards. No way. I will not fucking buy one of these things. Like, if you do, hey, more power to you. If if you genuinely enjoy the cosmetics in it, cool. Giving me a special shader is not. You will not sway me by a shader. <laughs> I am not that much of a fashion whore. I will wait until it's for bright dust two years from now because I'm so petty. <laughs> I really like the shader that's in there this season. Uh, for this event but i cannot justify buying that yeah no i for a shader and for a sparrow that i frankly would use for like three days like i do like the cat sparrow i i have a black cat i really i think that's a cool sparrow um i'm not buying that event card i'm not supporting this practice i will not watch i'm talking all this shit and then they're gonna have really cool stuff in it at christmas just watch um Gosh, Christmas. God, there's... And, it, like, that's, that's like, the worst part of all this, right? Like, I'm sitting here complaining about this season and about Festival of the Lost. And guess what? In about six, maybe seven weeks, if we're lucky, we're going to do it all again with the Dawning. Yep. Are we, though? I mean, to be honest, I, I'm not planning on it. I have a lot, I have too many games to play that I have I need to catch up on. I don't know if I am. I'll ch uh, I mean, I'll check out the story stuff for the season, but I'm like... I, I laid I laid this out for when Zhao and I were playing last night. I, I laid this out and I said, my my take on it is this one. It's going to depend on like, do I do I like the title? Do I like the design of the seal? Because if I like the design of the seal, you know, I'm going to go do the event. 
I want to see what the rewards are going to be. Like, if there's good rewards tied to the Triumphs, I might actually do it. I might genuinely do it for that. Dawning usually has the best cosmetics, in my opinion. I usually like the cosmetics in it. Baking cookies is such a stress-free thing that I don't mind doing it. Yeah, but um, we've been doing it for so long. We've been doing it, but, and again, like, we talk about stale. Like, every year, we just know how it's going to go, and like, you know, we've made this call repeatedly of like, hey, things need to be, we need, we need, we need to change these events up, we need to change them, we need to do something different. And it just feels like it's not going to happen at this point, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So I guess, like, uh, to end this, like, whole soliloquy, um, I'm feeling really burned out. I'm feeling really burned out on the game, and it's not like, my love for it hasn't diminished in any way. It's just, there is so much other media demanding attention from me that at some point something has to give, and it's going to start being the ongoing games that I'm playing. Um, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to throw something out here, Josh. Go for it. Just real quick. And like, cause like I'm, I'm really feeling burned out too. I went real heavy this season. Like I played more this season than I've played in a while. Uh, especially cause like when we opened the discord and we started raiding and doing other stuff, right? Like, I mean, it's been a blast, but like, if we, if we are feeling burned out, do we want to throw a segment into the show? just gamer casuals and just kind of talk a little bit about what else we've been playing besides destiny. I mean, I feel like we kind of do that at the beginning and at the top of the show usually. Yeah. Um, I just like, I guess that the thing I, I kind of want to get across is like, because I know that we're not alone. Like almost every single person I've talked to who plays destiny uh, on a regular basis, like we do feels kind of the same way about the seasons, about the events, about mm-hmm. just like the time consumption. Like, I played less this season than I have played any season, like, honestly, since, like, Season of the Dawn. Mm -hmm. This is the, I will finish this season with the lowest seasonal ranking since season, and I mean, this is the first time I will finish with a season below 200 seasonal rank, maybe even since Shadowkeep came out, frankly. I think that's the last time I finished under 200 for a season, was Shadowkeep. Hmm. I it took me forever to hit 100 this season and I just like kind of like soared because I got a whole bunch of challenges done like out of nowhere right um but I have taken the season pretty casually I hit the event I mean I hit the story and like the events and stuff pretty hard with catch crash and with the expeditions and I think that's why it burns me so much now that I'm being asked to do even more of those after I've done so many and it's not retroactive right. so Challenges need to be retroactive. Just straight up, Bungie. They got to be retroactive. Um, or if they're not going to be retroactive, let us start working on them. Give us like the bigger ones at the beginning of the season, so we have something to work towards. Mm-hmm. You know, um, two. You you got to do a whole revamp of this seasonal model. Of oh, it can't just be like oh, here's an arena mode and here's twenty one slots to upgrade and half of them don't mean anything and this and that. I would rather only get one upgrade a week and them actually mean something than kill myself to have to do 21 of these when it's like, oh, earn extra glimmer from an expedition. I don't fucking care about glimmer. Right. Okay? I don't need like four different armor focuses and things <laughs> like that. Like we don't need that. Yeah. You want, you want to make one of those more valuable. You know what you do instead of saying, Oh, we won't charge you for your first armor decryption of the week. We won't charge you for your first weapon decryption of the week. Or, uh, 
having this upgrade will auto give you uh, a red border that you do not have. You know, tie that in with your new knockout system or something. I don't know. At holidays, man, I don't even know what to tell you, but whoever you've got in charge of that stuff, like, you got to get somebody new in there. You got to replace whoever it is because these are stale as all hell. The event card was not the way to do it. You actually made it worse by introducing that because now I have to look at that every time I open my quests. I like having those quests there, but I don't like that three quarters of the screen is taken up by a gigantic advertisement. Yeah. That's actually infuriating. I would love if that's where like the current seal was tracked was in that spot. I would actually really love that because I, that one, then I'm not flipping between two different menus. I would love that. Get all my tracking done in one place. I don't know. Like there's, there's some pretty, and I feel like they're all obvious things, but unfortunately these are all big things that will take time. Like, I just hope that they've been getting, they've been hearing the feedback loud and clear. So like, it might not be there in time for the first season of Lightfall, but God, I hope it's there for seasons two, three, and four, because Mm -hmm. I can't do another full year of stuff like this. Right. I just can't with the upgrades specifically. I cannot do another year of this. Right. Yeah. No. Having and I think like having the stuff not sunset till the end of the year, it was supposed to help. But again, if you want any of your physical rewards, you and that's like part of the FOMO, right? Like you got to go bang it out. And if I didn't care about that, it would probably be a whole lot better, right? But like the stuff from this season, you only had six months to do it. Next season, like I can't even take a break next season because next season, like if you don't do it, then you're not getting it done. Right. You won't get to experience it. Mm -hmm. And that's just absurd. Yeah. No, it's, it's, (laughs) I don't know. They need to, they need to do something for sure. Um, do we want to move to questions? Let's do, do it. Questions or lore corner first? Questions. I like questions. All right. Let me get questions pulled up. Questions. Do we need a theme song for questions? I don't think we need theme songs <laughs> for anything at this point. We've got the oh, touch. My Lord, there's... We've got the questions. Okay. That is like the unofficial theme song of this pod. <laughs> Jesus Lord. We have so many things here. Yeah, we do. Um, God, I was not expecting this many. Um, all right. So Zhao has three questions. We're going to get to these real quickly. Um, are we still getting the arc themed armor sets next season? Maybe. Yes. Yes. Uh, Joe Blackburn did confirm that. I think we talked about it very briefly. He did confirm we are getting those in the shop next season. Mm-hmm. The Fortnite sets did supersede those because of the Epic Games partnership. Yeah. Um, what is a holiday or event you guys would like to see be added or created into the cycle of events throughout the year? Hanukkah. Okay, honestly, I would low-key love... What if we retired cookie baking for lighting a guardian menorah? Yeah, why not? Is that, like, two on the nose? No, why not? Okay. I kind of like that. Oh, uh, I mean, like, I could go for one... I could go for one in April for, like, the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> okay, that was probably inappropriate. I'm sorry. Mm. I, I apologize for that <laughs> one. That was... That that was probably crossing a line. What if um, there what if what if there was a light bearing rabbit in the cosmodrome? Oh my god, dude! And instead you, of if instead what if you of, could like meet Easter eggs, he you, gave out ingrams. What if you could meet the Easter Bunny and it was secretly just shacks? Oh god! Easter and every shacks. time you like sat on his lap, like oh wait, that's Santa Claus. Never what mind. If, what you if you sit he, on the Easter Bunny's lap? What if he? What if he just like put on like the bunny ears on top of his helmet and then? Put the <laughs> 
and then so... just like the little like you know the rabbit mouth that like ties around children's faces. Uh, I would I would like to see I would like us to celebrate President's Day, but make it Speaker's Day. Oh God. Uh that that would be fun. Um, with the dawning event coming for next season, what absurd challenge do you think they'll give us on the event card? How many cookies will we have to bake? Okay, so my because uh, I've had a full night to think about this one. I knew this one was coming. Absurd <sighs> challenge. I'm. It, it ties into the cookie baking. I'm going to say you have to bake 500 cookies total. That's so many. <laughs> 500 fucking cookies total. Over over what four weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks. Oh, that's so many. It's getting even worse. Yeah. Oh no, that's so many, Josh. Why do you got to do this to me, man? That's I'm trying so many. to scale. The, I'm trying to scale appropriately because the weekly bounty is usually bake 25 cookies, and the weekly haunted sector bounty was do three haunted sectors, and we had to do 35 of those bastards for this title. So I'm trying like bounty to cookie ratio. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now so many that's like roughly 11 times oh my god yeah that would come out to almost 300 oh no that would come out to almost 300 so three i'm gonna go 300 cookies 300 <sighs> cookies is what so i'm gonna many. get on both counts i hate all of this man 300 cookies Ugh. 300 cookies book it here you heard it here first 300 cookies ladies and gentlemen <sighs> don't like it don't like it but I, I'll accept it. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. Here's I'm gonna add on to that. But it's you're gonna have to cook, or you're gonna have to bake specific cookie cookies in specific ways, and you're gonna have to fill up the the little meters, Josh. Yeah, you're gonna have to do 150 in this this event. You're gonna do 200 in this event, and 300 in this event. It's it's gonna happen. I'm telling you. God, dude. Uh, T7 Fox Warrior writes in, could we see Nezarak as a potential expansion, raid, or dungeon boss? As far as the lore goes, is it possible? It is unknown if this is possible. Um, I would say... What if he's the dungeon boss? So that's where I was going with this. It is entirely possible he is the dungeon boss next season because we are fooling around with... We're hoping they're his fingers that we have as his relics. That the Fallen just cut off the fingers and didn't, like, cut off toes or, like, Nezarak's dick or something. Mm. Yeah, like, that's the dungeon's name, actually. Nezarak's <laughs> dick. Schlong. Um, I think that that would definitely be something that could happen. Um, I will say, let's, let's like, kind of put a pin in this question, like, lore-wise, until the end of the season. There, w- there will be some sort of epilogue. Or at the beginning of next season, we will do something with those relics. It is widely thought that they will have something to do with Osiris waking up. Because Osiris is in Lightfall. So he has to wake up at some point. And, you know, they wouldn't be talking about, like, sacrifices made to use their power and whatnot if something wasn't going to happen. Right. Um, That being said, what I think could be an interesting twist is, well... I guess it's not interesting because Savathun already did. I was going to say if Nezarak's spirit uh, possessed Osiris, but at that point, just just kill the man. That's just unfair. Um, that's, that's my guess, is that if you were going to see him, he will either be dealt with as the dungeon boss next season, or they're not going to deal with him until post-final shape. 
if they yeah. ever do. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I would like to say, and I also like, I want to know what Nezarak's sin actually was, is one of my prevailing questions. Giving that cool helmet to the warlocks. That's what it was. A, a pretty bitchin' helmet. I know. Um, out of all the out of all the classes that get cool helmets, it's the warlocks. Uh, Bastion writes in and asks: The day before we all take off to Neptune, what is the one last real life thing we do as a community of guardians on Earth together? I.e., we all go to a movie together, we go laser tagging, we all have one last supper where we eat the best Earth food, etc. So I have a couple questions here. One: Do we think that they have movie theaters? In the last city, I don't know. I never really like, thought we, about we it. We know to be they have with you. like giant like jumbotrons because they watch Sparrow Racing League and the Guardian games play out. Right. So I guess they would kind of have to, right? It's so, at least something so, that like, resembles kind of, it. What kind of movie do you think that they watch? Like, what kind of movies do they watch there? Mm. Is it like all propaganda about the Guardians? How many times do you think they've been for? It's just in, all World War II propaganda. Instead of like uh, Saving Private Ryan, they're all being forced to watch the Battle of Six Fronts like repeatedly. Yeah, and oh, it's God. all narrated by Saladin, like Ken Burns style. Oh no! <laughs> I like to think that they're. I like to think that David Attenborough was resurrected as like a Guardian historian and is like voicing over all of the war films, like majestically. I like to think I like to think that Shax just makes the makes them run or watch like Crucible film like sports teams. Oh my god, Shax is making them watch a game film. Yeah, it, it's all game film or like he found some he found an old copy of The Tempest and that's all you're allowed to watch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like to think that they have a lot more like plays. Um, I mean, I think that the Last Supper is absolutely a thing, and I th- I like to think that my guardian is like sitting in the place of Jesus. <laughs> oh man, that uh, that oh, no, that could get really sacrilegious real quick. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, John is definitely <laughs> sitting in the place of Judas, though. John A one Johnny is absolutely sitting in the place of Judas. Yeah, sorry, Johnny. Sorry, John. You're the only person I could say that about who won't get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like to think that if it's the last day for Guardians on Earth, I like to think that the Guardians like that woke up in the Cosmodrome probably go and explore, go probably go back to the Cosmodrome and have like have their morning coffee there, like just sitting out like at Shahan's abandoned camp, like sniping God, Greg. Shahan. They have like a sniper set up like at the end of. You ever seen Wanted? Yeah. A super long sniper rifle. I like to think that uh, that my guardian is just sitting there, like reclining with Crow, and like propped back in his chair, just like casually shooting as they're sipping coffee. Right. Um, shooting at random dregs running around out there before they remember that. Oh shit, these guys are our allies now. Yeah. Um. I I like to think that that's how you start the day out. I think you have to have lunch at the ramen shop that has Cade's picture up in it. You think Cade get, has like a special ramen flavor? Oh, he does. He absolutely does. Yeah. I, I think you have to do that. Um, I think you have to feed St. 14's pigeons. God. Um, I like to imagine that uh, Drifter and you go and have like a uh, 
one last sparrow race like through the city and like mithrax wants so badly to be a part of it and shows up on a pike and then like keitel gets in on it with a fucking interceptor and is just blowing through buildings not understanding that that's not something you're supposed to do on earth (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny oh my god i and then i i think like i think for dinner like or like at nighttime, I think my guardian would just like ascend the old tower and like walk through the ruins and like just like sit out there on his old perch, like just looking over the city one last time. Yeah. And then I like to think that everybody, everything absolutely goes to hell, and he just like sighs, pulls out a uh, pulls outbreak perfected out, and you know, or pulls out his little sidearm and. He's like the sidearm. He loads the sidearm and then he pulls the Galar horn out, like Master Chief style, and he's just holding both of them and leaps yep. off the tower into the coming battle. I like to think that that's what happens. I like yep. to think that's how my guardian spends his last dinner, like <laughs> very like Mass Effect Citadel vibes. Yeah. yeah, no, I I can see it. I see it. Corey, what would your guardian be doing? Ah, uh, let's see. I don't keep chilling at Earl, the last Earl of Sandwich on Earth is what he would be doing. Oh my god! Um, like we find out that's the only fast food place that they have. <laughs> I mean, what better place? You know, what <laughs> still better place? still out of still not making Hawaiian barbecues though. God damn it! <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, my guardian would probably just be like. I don't know. Chill. I mean, remember that big open space that would open up in the back of the old tower? Yes. Like the field back where like I like Iron Banner was for a while. Yeah, yeah. The old uh, the old Queenswrath area. Yeah, I would probably yeah. just be kind of chilling back there and I don't know, when it, like you said when everything goes to shit, I just pull out whatever weapon I'm wielding and just do a big sigh and head on out, you know? Save the day. Because that's what we do. Because that's what guardians do. Uh, and we have one final question. Oh, excuse me. We actually don't have one final question. We have we have three more questions. I'm a liar. Uh, Andre. <laughs> I'm a liar. Andre writes in and goes, if you could mix two subclasses together to make a gun, which gun type, which two, and is it a heavy kinetic or is it an energy? Um, Man. I would say if I could mix two subclasses together, I mean, probably like, I mean, I would, so this, this will never happen. And clearly it's outside the realm of science, but we're guardians. So anything can be possible. I want rockets that deal flame damage, but also instantly flash freeze you Mm -hmm. half hot, half cold. And I want it with seekers. I want seeker rockets. I want wolf. I want the wolf backgrounds. I want the initial impact to be the heat. And then it's a little like uh, cold stinger missiles that come in and freeze you. Well, what if, what if, what if you reverse that? What if the main rocket was the freeze and then the little rockets blow you up because you can't move? That would be interesting. I would like that. Give me that. Give me that extra 10% debuff that we just got. (laughs) Uh, Corey, Corey, what would be your pick if you could combine uh, two elements into a gun? Uh, two elements into a gun. I mean, I like the fire and ice thing just because oh, I call I, it the song of ice and fire. It writes itself. Oh, my gosh. Bah, 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 bah. 
and shoots just shoots dragons out of it. I mean, oh like, God, D- Corey, please stop! My my doctor is off duty. I can only get so erect. <laughs> Are you going to be erect for four hours? <laughs> Probably. Probably. I might have to go hospitalize myself. Oh man, that'd be so. I mean, yeah, I like I like mixing like a darkness and a light mm-hmm. subclass. Like I really like that. Um, the fire and ice thing just it writes itself. You know, I, I I like the fact that you could probably like you could free someone with a grenade or some sort of, you know, secondary kind of I mean, you know how uh, uh No Time to Explain has that secondary turret from like dimensional turret. Like that could be something where you could like, you know, free someone with that turret and then use some sort of uh rocket like the new auto rifle has right i i I really like that idea i mean that's my pick too fire and ice that's it's great yeah we know we're gonna get uh we're gonna get some more wacky weapons like uh quicksilver storm from uh damage was saying earlier this week that that's the beginning of the uh experiment for what they want to do with the neomuna weapons um Andre <laughs> asks a Josh specific question um, out of all of my hero academia. What's been your favorite moment or one of them? Um, I literally cannot tell you my favorite moment because it would be massive spoilers for at least two people. I know that listen to this show who uh, are anime only watchers. Uh, and I don't want to accidentally spoil things for them. Um, mm-hmm. God. Favorite moment or one of them? God, because like so many of my favorite moments happen in this current arc. Yeah, and it's it's God. Um, man, when I think back to like the first, because I mean, God, I've got like the first two hundred and fifty chapters I can pull from. I would say the twist of uh, finding out that uh, a whole arc of the manga slash anime was not going to be about the heroes, but it was going to be called My Villain Academia instead. Mm. Um, and it followed the League of Villains. That was a really cool twist that I did not see coming. I admit I had managed to remain completely spoiler free on it. Um, so when I got to it, that was really cool. Um, I would say my other pick, though. It's got to be Deku going infinite 100 uh, against Overhaul. Like, that's just, that's an iconic shot for the series uh, where he's got Aerie strapped to his back. She's healing him constantly while he's just, he's destroying his body, but she keeps rewinding his body for him. Uh, That's really cool. Uh, And I mean, I guess I can pick one from this season that's already aired. Um, Kaminari's hero moment is really cool. Um, a guy who's he like he tries to be really cool, but he's like he's not courageous like Kir- his best friend Hiroshima. He's not courageous like him or Bakugo. He's kind of a coward, and he's put on the front lines of this war. And my absolute favorite moment of his uh, will actually come uh, in a couple of chapters. I don't feel like this is a big spoiler, but um, it's as uh, some of the villains are escaping, and it's left to the kids to beat them down. Um, there's uh there's one student in particular a uh, little ball face uh Mineta is uh worrying about it like oh shouldn't we like wait for the teachers or like shouldn't we run away and uh Kaminari who was a complete coward like an hour earlier is like after his big hero moment sucking up all of the enemy's powers uh into his fingers essentially 
and firing it back at them as electricity goes uh you know costumes check on the scene check that's what makes us heroes uh that's it's like a really small subtle moment but it still shows like like that character progression that i like so much so there you get a really long-winded answer because i got to talk about anime to be Uh, fair i don't have anything to say so you took up my time andre specifically said it was a it was a josh specific question yeah um and then our final question of the night comes to us tiger jesus 64 yeah our uh, our edible themes lately uh favorite fast food sides or desserts if you're saying anything other than the frosty what are you doing here yeah but what is a side though i mean i would consider a side to be anything that's like not a fried potato oh well like like a hash brown no that's a potato but mcdonald's hash browns are that's a potato I don't care. They're good. It's a potato. <laughs> I would I say like, I don't know, like uh, mozzarella sticks or. I do. I do enjoy a good deep fried pickle or onion rings. Onion rings, oh, man. God, dude, I fucking hate onion rings. What? No, dude. Red Robin's red onion rings are like the best. Oh, oh I God, Just the smell of onion rings bothers me so much. Oh, I love onion it's they're so gross i love them gross um i yeah man a a frost frosty i will say a baja blast freeze from taco bell kind of hits the spot too Hmm. i do like those um yeah i don't really have much i don't i don't get sides or desserts really what what i mean i know these are fried potatoes but the the nacho fries from taco bell are pretty good they're back now too i know i I know may or may not have gotten those with a baja blast freeze the other day Hmm. i gotta tell you man taco bell they they know what they're doing you know famous last words um (laughs) let's uh fiery poops though man i've never experienced that and i'm glad that i don't let's uh let's head the lore corner real quick Good for you, Josh. Good for you. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you have the an iron colon. I. You'd be surprised. Um, lore corner. Is, lore corner. This is not like a super serious lore corner. This is just like kind of joking, kind of fitting with the theme of oh, you know, ghosts and goblins and bullshit. Um, we're getting towards the end of the season too, so I'm like kind of stretched thin on like lore pieces right now. Uh, but this is the macabre. This is the uh, sniper rifle we got this season. It's not complicated. I just want to stop my enemies using a giant mech suit, the Titan mused. Seems a little redundant, replied his hunter teammate. The pair were stationed at the rim of a canyon, watching their warlock teammate take readings from a Vex conflicts down below. The Titan surveyed the canyon through the scope of his elaborate sniper rifle, while the hunter scanned his radar for any hint of incoming hostiles. I mean, no offense, the hunter continued, but you're already an exo. The Titan took his eye off the scope and scowled at his teammate. The hell do you mean by that? Well, man, you know what I mean, the hunter replied, rolling his eyes. What, just because I'm an exo, I'm em- I'm an empty mechanized shell or something? The Titan growled, peaked. I didn't say that, it's just, you've already got a machine body and superpowers. What the hell is a mech suit going to add? Oh, so just because I'm an exo, I don't deserve a mech suit, the Titan began to raise his voice. Dude, first of all, mech suits don't exist. Second... Tell that to the giant Clovis Bray. Second, the hunter continued, 
there's nothing a mech suit could do that you can't already. I mean, the Vex actually need theirs too. So now I'm a Vex, the Titan hollered, throwing his hands up. I didn't say that. Guess I'm just a metal shell filled with gross electric milk. A thunderous crunch interrupted the Titan's rant. The pair peered into the valley below where an enormous Vex Minotaur was lifting its giant metal hoof from the flattened body of their warlock teammate. The Guardians winced. There was an awkward silence. All right, I admit it. The hunter finally spoke up. That did look like fun. Yeah. You know, we've talked we, we've talked about this in the past. Like, it's one of the things I like most about these events now, I think, is like some of the goofy lore that we get. And, like, it's just silly, but it kind of, like, expands on, like, oh, Guardians aren't just, like, these faceless, emotionless husks. Like, there's pretty funny moments. This, the Guardian Bookie. uh, (laughs) The Guardian Bookie is the best. The Guardian Bookie is pretty great. Uh, Them going into a bar in the Elixney Quarter uh, during the Solstice event. Or it was during Solstice or Guardian Games, one of the two, like there's just been great stuff and like sometimes not this one specifically but sometimes the lord does push the story forward just a little or gives us some hints to where we're gonna go uh in a season or two and i think that's kind of a perfect model to do it like it's a little nugget as like a reward for those who read all of this stuff but like this stuff is this is silly like this is silly but it's really really fun i think yeah Um, no i agree i still really enjoy I, i i think it's a lot of fun i enjoy it um there is an awful lot of stuff for the haunted pages which i definitely have not uh i've definitely not read them yet but uh i want to read one more in fitting with this goofy theme uh, before we leave festival the cost behind for another year uh festival of the cost this is the uh this is the ship you earn from uh finishing all your haunted pages the warlock put her hands on her hips as she looked up at the titan's new ship so run this plan by me one more time, she said. Sure thing, the Titan said. We go into that haunted cave, snatch a headless guy, stuff it in the cargo hold, and bring it back here. Alive, the warlock clarified. Yep, the Titan affirmed, nodding vigorously. Then we sell it for a mountain of glimmer. Who would buy a giant flaming pumpkin monster? Harris Morn, for one. She's always researching crifty, creepy stuff like that. Or the Drifter. You should see the stuff he's got aboard the derelict. Even if you do find a buyer, which you won't, how are you going to fit a headless one in this bird? She gestured to the sleek Elixney May jump ship. I told you to go for something with a bigger cargo hold. First of all, I got a great deal on this, the Titan retorted. Second of all, if it doesn't fit, we just strap it to one of those nose spikes. He gestured vaguely to the sharp protrusions coming from the front of his new ship. The warlock's next objection was interrupted by a booming voice coming from the hangar entrance. I got the sedatives right here, their hunter teammate announced, carrying in a large ammo crate. There's enough here to knock out an ogre. He dropped it at the warlock's feet. We doing this or what? The warlock looked at her eager teammates and sighed. Let's go get killed, I guess. Yes! The titan <laughs> exclaimed. Dibs on the candy! <laughs> I love these. Guys. I absolutely <laughs> love how goofy these are. They're they're big and dumb, but I love them. Oh, that's funny. That's so funny. Get us out of here, Corey. All right. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening or watching this episode of Tower Casuals, the Destiny Podcast. Remember to uh, follow us on Twitter. Join our Discord. Uh, oh, Josh, wait. We have to pick a winner. Oh, God, we have to pick a winner. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't believe I we almost got out of here without picking a winner again. 
Ooh. All right, I'm pulling up. Now that I can safely go into the contest tab, I'm pulling it up. <laughs> oh, no. We got to stop doing this. <laughs> it's all right. This is the last week. It's fine. We're going to do another contest in the future, though, guys. I have to go with Jolly Roger Juggernaut. All right. Jolly Roger juggernaut who is that Zao ambrosia Zao ambrosia you are our final winner of the contest final winner uh just shoot me a dm and i'll get you your prize uh within the next week or so i'll be on vacation oh wait i gotta get it to him tonight because the event ends on tuesday that's oh, no. true the event does end on tuesday oh no i gotta do it this weekend okay uh we'll get it to you uh chroma i'll get you yours too um spoilers it's gonna be a big old pack of silver so be prepared guys uh congratulations to all of our winners we'll do more contests in the future yeah we're we're definitely gonna do more um we we've been meeting and have we have some plans in the works uh just we want to make sure that uh one we can we can uh, monetarily afford them but uh two we want to we want to plan them out um i don't want to be like oh we're doing something like all the time uh we felt like enough time had passed here um, between our hundredth uh, anniversary episode, our hundredth episode, and this hundredth anniversary. Uh, Whoa, 100th anniversary! Yeah, that's right. We're uh, we're a century old, Corey. Are we exos? No, but my bones feel like maybe I should be one. Um, you know, so uh, may- sometimes it'll be something simple like, "Hey, you know, Josh has a couple emblems." you know, from something to give away. Other times it'll be something bigger. So yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that. We have some really fun stuff in the works coming up. Um, hopefully Christmas time is when we'll, uh, we'll be doing something fun. Yeah. Uh, we might have a community uh, event hint hint uh, for the end of the year. Uh, Cause we'll be taking a few episodes off uh, between now and the end of the year. But um, yeah, not right now. We're fine. We're here for a few weeks. We'll be taking off Thanksgiving and then we'll take two weeks at Christmas like we usually do. Yeah. Um, basically, when Bungie shuts down, we're shutting down. Right. Uh, they're not going to be a whole lot worth talking about. And, uh, you know, hey, that means I don't have to talk about the dawning for three weeks in a row. So are you, are you sure you don't want to you don't want to just hop on and talk about <laughs> how disappointing certain. Christmas grandma is again? Absolutely certain. I don't want to talk about Christmas grandma. Hmm. Um. All right. Well, congratulations to our winners. Look out for some cool new things. And uh, also, there's going to be some not Destiny-related food reviews coming onto the the, <laughs> the YouTube channel. There's going to be a new playlist called Sandwich Casuals, everybody. So uh, It's not sure. about sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. Uh, full reviews of some Earl of Sandwich sandwiches, some blue milk, the, uh, the breakfast Ronto wrap gotta get that too oh god i love it so uh josh sorry that your dms are about to fill up with some great disney food it's fine i do it to you when i go so it's true it's true uh josh where can we find you uh well for right now twitter at josh underscore finn two ends for now (laughs) if not you know you can find me lurking in the discord i'm notoriously bad at using discord though so i'm really sorry if you dm me and i don't see it um i'm very bad at checking everything on discord it's all right i i try but it's it's been like super busy the last week and a half or so with work and trying to get stuff ready for vacation and stuff so uh i'll be better at it when i get back so 
Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you listen or watch this show. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye, Guardians. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Mm. Mm. All right.